Welcome to the FBCLB podcast, where you'll find the preaching of Dave Delaney, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Long Beach. Thanks for listening. Psalms 84. Psalms 84. And our gentlemen already received the offering, but they're going to do that at the end. Thank you, gentlemen. If you make your way back, we're going to skip around in the order of service just for a little bit this evening. We have a lot to accomplish, and we will this evening uh, have several meetings for children's workers and VBS and Kids Day Camp. And so we want to maximize our time uh, as efficiently as possible. For, so Psalms 84. For those of you who are used to our routine in, on the um, at the middle of the week service, that this is normally a prayer meeting service for us, prayer and Bible study time. Uh, we uh, do have our prayer bulletins that are available there at the back. They're at the welcome desk as well. And uh, we would certainly want to encourage you to pick up a copy of that and uh, make sure that you're up to date on uh, the prayer needs that have been turned in through the church family. Uh, but again, for sake of time this evening, we are uh, foregoing a, a few of these kind of things in our in our service just uh, so we can make best use of your time and of ours. All right, so Psalms chapter number 84, and we are in a study on Wednesday evenings working through the book of Psalms. And uh, this is a study that we actually began three years ago when I first got here. How many of you remember that study when we were hanging out in like Psalms 1 and Psalms 2, right? Those that, man, that was forever ago, right? Some of you are thinking, that was only three years? That seems like 25 years, Pastor. It just seems so long, right? But it was only three, all right? Psalms 84. And this, this psalm is a wonderful psalm for the summer. In fact, if I were going to title this psalm, I would, I, would, I would title it the Summer Psalm. That's what I would call it. And you'll see rather quickly why I would say that this, this summer psalm. Derek Kinder in his commentary on this psalm said, this is a psalm of longing. It's a psalm of longing. It's, the, the word longing there, he, 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 mean, he means it, it's a psalm of desire. It's the psalmist giving you a, a picture of the deepest desire of his heart. This is it's truly the summer, right? The summer is truly like, man, the, the, we can't wait for the long summer days and the beach vacations and the time off work. All the longings of our heart. That's the psalm. Psalm 84, the longing psalm, the psalm of summer. Here we go, verse number one. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thine house, they will be still praising thee, Selah. Well, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well, and the rain also filleth the pools. 
They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold our God, or, or behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. And listen, listen to verse 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. That's a, that's a, that's a contrast statement, right? You, a day in thy courts is better than, then you would, if you're, if you're writing this in, in, in proper grammatical English uh, language and literature, you're saying, a day in thy courts is better than, and then you're, you're contrasting, you're comparing it to something else. A day in thy courts is better than a thousand in state penitentiary, right? How many of you would say that's true, right? I'd rather spend one day with Jesus than a thousand days in jail, right? How many of you say that's true? Some of you aren't sure. Some of you are trying to work that out still. Let me tell you, it is better, okay? So there's no contrast. He just says, here's what he says. A day with you is better than, than what? Than a thousand. But, but, a, but a day with him is better than a thousand doing what? Anything else? One day with the Lord is better than a thousand days in Hawaii. Because we all know it's better than a thousand days in state pen. We all know it's better than that. But, but do we really believe it's better than a thousand days in Hawaii? Like a thousand days in Hawaii, Pastor? A thousand days in Hawaii. Like a thousand. You know, one day with the Lord is better than a thousand days doing anything, any place, with anyone else. You see, the, see, see, see why Kinder called it the, the longing psalm? He's saying, if I could just have one day with you. Keep going because it actually gets better. I'd rather, I, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God Okay, now he's actually going to contrast this for us. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, a janitor, right? Boyce called this the janitor. He says, I'd rather be the janitor in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Okay, so there's a couple, there's a couple contrasts there when he says dwell in the tents, the language gives the image. So you're not just like, you know, Camping. All of us would rather spend time in church than go camping, right? My idea of camping is a Marriott, right? That's as close to the outdoor rugged life I want to be, right? So, uh, but one day in God's house is better than dwelling in tents, which is, which is this sign of, of luxury and, and, and wealth, and you're sitting and you're eating and you're feasting and they're serving, and you have your tent spread. That, that language is used other places. Your tent is spread, which means you got all kinds of land, you own all kinds of houses, you got all kinds of possessions, you have all kinds kinds of material. So one day as a janitor in the house of the Lord is better than 
anything else, doing anything else, anyplace else. The lowliest position in the church is better than the highest position in the world. Do we, we really, do we really mean that? Look at verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield and the Lord will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Our Heavenly Father, use this psalm in our hearts and lives and in Jesus' name we pray. And all the church said together, Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. If you could pick your vacation destination, I mean, that one place that you have just waited a lifetime to get to, if you could pick that one place, what would the best place that you could ever go, what would it be? If you could pick that one best day, the, the, the best day ever, if you could have the best day ever, what would the best day ever look like for you? What would the best place that you could ever go and be and spend any amount of time in, what would that best place be? What would that best day look like? What is the, what is the best gift that someone could ever give you? What, what is the best gift that you could ever receive? And this is what the Psalm, Psalm 80, this is what the Psalm 84 is arguing. Here's what it is. That the best gift that God can give you and the best gift that God can give me and the best gift that God could give any of us is more of himself. The best gift that God could give you is more of himself. The best gift that God could give you is not, is not health, it's not prosperity, it's not more money, it's not an easier uh, work environment, it's not better neighbors. No, the best gift that God could give to us is more of himself. How do we see that in the psalm? We see it three ways. We see it first in the longing for God. We see it second in the dependence on God. And then we see it third in the presence of God. The longing, the dependence, and the presence. Okay, so the, that's how the chapter kind of runs out. Four, first four verses are the longing, the longing for God. So the best gift God could give any of us is more of himself. So in response to that truth, in response to that truth, the psalmist says, because it's true that the best gift that God could give me is more of himself, then what I long for more than anything is God himself. Right, do you see that? Look at verse number one. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. That my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. And my heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. 
Yea, the sparrow hath found in house and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thine house. They will still, uh, they will be still praising thee, Selah. For the psalmist, deep down inside, the very depths of his being, his heart, his flesh, his, his greatest desire, his best day ever is what? His best day ever would be to be able to spend time with God. His best day ever would be to be able to spend time with the Lord. This is what he longs for more than anything. And in fact, listen, listen to the language. My soul longeth, yea, fainteth for thy courts. L listen again. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. So, so the picture is, here's the psalmist who is like this child crying out. Like, a, like an infant does when an infant is hungry. You ever, you ever been around a baby when he starts crying or she starts crying because, because he or she is hungry, right? And, and the cry that they let out, it is not a polite cry, is it? No baby cries politely. Parents, can I get a, can I get a witness on that point right there? No, when the child is hungry, it doesn't go, wah, wah, <clears throat> excuse me, mom. Could I have something to eat? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit hungry. No, when the child is hungry, what does it do? Ah! Right? End of the world, right? I remember holding Gabriel. He wasn't, I mean, he wasn't more than 12 hours old. And I couldn't believe it. Man, Amanda and I had made this beautiful baby. I'm, I'm holding him. He was our first. And I'm thinking, this is amazing. I can't believe it. I hope I don't break him in any way. And I, you know, I'm doing this little number of trying to carefully not drop him and hold his neck. And you know, all the grandparents are in the room and they're telling you how you're holding him wrong. And there's all this pressure, right? And I'm holding, I'm holding Gabriel like this. And then I just remember immediately he just lets out this, ah! And I look right across the room at Amanda. I'd never been around children. I look right across the room at Amanda. I said, Amanda, I broke him. And she goes, no, 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 no. He's just hungry. No, no, no. He's just hungry. This, this is the language here. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth. My heart, my flesh cries out like, like this baby. Fist clenched, legs kicking, face scrunched together, bolting out this cry to the Lord for what? Man, to spend time with God. Hear me on this. The genuine worshiper of God longs to spend time with God. The genuine worshiper of God longs to spend time with God. He goes on, verse 3. The sparrow has found a, a, a house. The swallow a nest for herself where she can lay her young. Notice where? Even thine altars. Okay, what happened on the altars? 
Animal sacrifices happened on the altars, right? Remember all the, the lambs and the, and the ox and, the, and whatever, other, whatever other sacrifice was being made on the altar. Think everything Old Testament right now. All these sacrifices being made on the altar. And yet notice, even thine altars, even there, this place of sacrifice, this place of death, this, this little bird has found a place to rest with her little baby birds, her little chicks, until they were safe and protected protected and free from harm. Listen, what an amazing image it is to be in the presence of God. It's safe, protected, death, destruction, wreck and ruin, all this other happening around us, but safe in the arms of Jesus, right? The psalmist says, I, I cried out for this. I, I longed for this. Is it the true longing of the worshiper's heart? I just want to spend time with God. I can't wait to spend time with the Lord. Why? Because there with the Lord, I've found a place of safety, a place of refuge, a place, a place there where I can leave my cares and leave my burdens. Man, listen, when, when we're truly worshiping on the Lord, when we're truly worshiping God, when we're truly focused on Him, we are like the sparrow making our nest. Even with all that happens on the altar going on around us, we are like that bird without a care in the world. Fast forward New Testament, right? Remember Jesus talking about sparrows, not, not caring, not, not knowing, not understanding even how to get their next meal, just existing. And yet not even a sparrow falls to the ground without God knowing, without God paying attention, without God supernaturally working. Same image, same language, all being worked out in verse number three of Psalms chapter 84. Now watch this, then here's the, here's the psalmist's understanding. If God cares for the sparrow and allows the sparrow to dwell in his house, well, how much more does God care for the servant? And that, that's the, this, is the same, this is the same image that Jesus gives us in the New Testament. If God takes care of the sparrow that doesn't work, if God takes care of the sparrow that has no academic education, if God takes care of the sparrow which hasn't stored a penny up for retirement, if God takes care of the sparrow like that, well then how much more will God take care of us? That's the whole image. I long for, the psalmist says, I long for the presence of the Lord. I long for this. The best day ever would be to spend time with the Lord. 